Blog Talk Radio.
bless the Lord. How's everybody doing this beautiful day? How's everybody doing? You're listening to Glorious Gospel Vibes with your host, Evangelist Globus Pope. Minister Jared Cover, Dr. Philip Duke, Sister Vandra Peppercorn, I'm running it, I'm running it. How's everybody doing? Beautiful day. What's going on? What's going on, good people? It's always good to be laying in the land of the living. How's everybody doing? Oh, it's all Ooh. beautiful. It's all beautiful. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Everybody on the air. It's going to rain. It's going to hurricane. That rhymes. I hope you know that. This is a very peppercorn in the house. How you look, doing, you know, look. peppercorn? Hey, Sister Peppercorn, you know it's going to rain because everybody on the air, or you know it's going to rain because your niece your knee, your arthritis flaring up. We don't want to talk about nobody hurting me. Because I know a little something, something about a little birdie. They got one limb. Oh, I don't want to talk about it. I ain't going to talk about it. Well, it wasn't no little bird. It was a bald eagle that told you and ran their mouth about what
us pray. Heavenly Father, we're just so grateful and thankful to be here another Sunday. Father, you have been so good to us. You have brought us through so many trials and tribulations. You have been us, brought us through tribulations from last Sunday to this Sunday. And, Lord, and I just thank say you. thank you for bringing us. That we did not only just stand in terror, but we went on through it. And we just thank you for being whole. We thank you for being healed. And we thank you for being delivered right now. We thank you for our listeners yeah. and all of our hosts on the broadcast. And we ask you, Lord God, to continue to help us to grow in the things that you would have us to do on this broadcast and on this show. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 All right. Amen. All right. All right. All right. Uh, 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 uh. Anyway, we're gonna have a little something. We're gonna have news coming up right here on Glorious Gospel Vibes, and we're gonna have Dr. Duke say a little few things, and then then I'm gonna come in and say a little something, 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 and we're gonna bring y'all back to where y'all supposed to be. What? Uplifted and encouraged, encouraged. You know, I like to say encouraged, but we're gonna do it again, like we do it all the time. Do it again. Elevation Collective with Travis Bridge, chair shit in the house.
Oh, yeah, do it again and again and again and again all over us. Praise the Lord. Oh, Amen. Sister Pam Corn, is that you sneezing or snotting or something on something? <laughs> <laughs> you know, you should know who it is. You should know who it is. Oh, why, why you have me? Okay, who who got a cold? Not me. Well, what you know it's allergy season. You know it's allergy no, season. No, no, uh-uh, uh-uh. I can't tell you who was. You know, the one talking about allergy season, they know they ain't no allergy. That's the one. Okay. Anyway. Mr. Capricorn. Mr. D. (laughs) Mr. D. He get ready to take gospel news right coming up right here. Right now, because it's going to go down up in the studio. Right here, right now. Gospel news, glorious gospel vibes right here on JJ. talking about a running nose. I can, I can make sure she get a running nose. But anyhow. <laughs> you better go with the I hope this gospel. Please let it be gospel too because I need a uh, okay. gospel or do something to talk about. Don't not not no foolish stuff. You know. You know what I mean. Alright, I'm gonna I'm gonna title this one. Look, parents, take your house back. Um <laughs> okay. Augusta mom spends fourth day in jail for refusing to let her son back in her apartment. An Augusta mother remains an yeah, an Augusta mother remains in jail after her arrest on Wednesday for refusing to let her car stealing son back in her residence, according to a sheriff report. Yeah, Dominique Font told told deputies that she would rather go to jail than let her 16-year-old son back inside the apartment that she rents. She told the deputies that the teen stole her vehicle and she wanted to pursue charges against him. Officers said the Department of Juvenile Justice refused to take the teen into custody because he was 16 years old. Still, she refused to take take over the care for her son, the report says. Officers asked her to provide information on a relative who may take the teen in. She said, ask him. I advised that I advised that she will be charged with deprivation of a minor if she fails to take custody of the child. Uh, the corporal uh, in Augusta said that Frank stated she will go to jail before she takes her child back into her residence and then went into the house and slammed the door, then locked it. Defects came to the house, and the two juveniles were turned over to a family cousin. Font was then arrested and taken to jail for contributing contributing to the delinquency or dependency of a minor. On Saturday, the jail Mm -hmm. website said she continued to be held there without Mm bond. Okay, so here is where another situation to me, this is just to me, well, it's the law, but it's not justice. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. that, that is absolutely wicked. And the system. Yeah. That's crazy. The system. The system. The system. It's wicked. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They couldn't have, I suppose they would have robbed the bank. I bet. I bet they wouldn't talk about taking back home. Okay. The bank robbing. Taking their money. Yeah, you don't know look, what's going yeah, he robbed the exactly. look. He done robbed the bank, and he's sitting down there at the police station. And they call, they call his mama, tell him, "Here, come get this old knucklehead boy you got down here with oh, these four bags I, of money he got sitting next to him." I didn't say that right, y'all. Y'all forgive me. I didn't say that right. I need, I just heard, I just heard my grandmama talk. My grandmama just spoke to me. No, she just say. And people have been down there taking them white folk money. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> 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 You're not white folk money. <laughs> they want to do that. Come down, <laughs> girl. Come, come on down, grandmama. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, 
this article came down. This this article actually came through last week. You know, we wasn't on last week. To me, this is not as well. They're treating this boy mm-hmm. like he a baby. Now you are a teenager, but you committing adult crimes. Crime. So you need to be dealt with as an adult. You know. Now you got another situation where you got the gospel artist and his old childish thirty three year old son. You know, he's thirty three but he's acting like a baby. Mm-hmm. And which you know, and let me pause and say yes, I'm team Kirk on that. Yes. Cuss hey, that boy out and bust his head and bust his head while you at it. But anyway. And I've done it. Well, I I've missed done that it. one. Now, see I missed that one. I don't know what that one's about. Okay, so here's what happened. I'm mean, gonna revisit this one. Kurt Franklin has a older has the oldest son. Um, he had this boy with another young lady before he married Tammy, the one he's with now with all the other right, children. Right, right. So, unfortunately, when he had the first son, Kurt ain't quite have it like he do now. Mm-hmm. So the present family is basically benefiting for all from all the. Riches, and I'm just using that due to lack of a better term, that he has now. So the oldest boy feel like he's being slighted. Now, uh-huh. now these things, now, and, and, and y'all can tell me if I'm wrong as parents, y'all can tell me. These things, man, my, my, my granddaddy used to say, don't nobody owe you nothing. Right. He gave you life. He raised you. He provided an avenue for you to go to college and do something with your doggone self. Other than that, he don't owe you nothing else. So they've had a toxic relationship for years. So the oldest boy took the liberty, a spineless liberty, of recording a conversation he and his dad, Kurt Franklin, had. So Mm -hmm. in the recording, Kurt Franklin is going off. Cussing him out mm-hmm. And he goes on He called him a whole bunch of Florin, Florin, Flip, Florin Flip, Florin, Florin, Florin And don't you ever mm-hmm. disrespect me <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> So He went there all so the way in He went wow. all the way there So now okay. Of course mm-hmm. You know who came for him okay. right The church yeah. The church came for him The church yeah. came for him and mm. you know y'all, y'all holier than thou, sanctified, five baptized saints, liars, liars. They don't curse, don't do nothing, don't liars. do nothing. Everything they do is perfect. Exactly. Liars. And I will be the first. You know what? Y'all need to look up Steve Harvey's take on that whole situation. Steve said it straight, and basically he said, "You look." He said, I could put some cuss combinations together a whole lot better than Kurt. And if you come to me, you're going to get smooth cussed out. <laughs> That's right. So, so, but my thing is this. Yes, Kurt Franklin is saved, but he's a man first. No, no, no. He's a man first. He's a father second. And anybody that's had kids, and y'all can attest to this, your kids going to make you go there, have made you go there. Your kids can and push you know your and make you. That's right. Because you'll take some stuff from people and, yeah. and move on that you ain't going to take from your children. You ain't going to say yeah. anything to me any kind of way and walk out of my pregnancy, my presence, no, because that will be some deal. I will deal with the bovine scatology out of you. So, and, and Globe, I'm, I'm, I'm coming directly at you with this. When they get nasty with you like that, you start thinking about the stuff you went through with them while they were babies. And the nights you done had to walk the floor holding them raggedy cool boogers. You know, and when they wanted some know, money, they, they came to you. And when they wanted money and made, and you made a way for them to do stuff when you didn't really have the resources to do it, but you did it. And they come at you all funky. Yeah, you snap. Right or wrong? Right. Global. Look, Global done got quiet. What you want? You're going to beat the bovine scatology out of them. <laughs> I like that. Bovine scatology. Global, where, where, where Global go? 
She probably looking oh, for uh, I'm there, uh, oh, wait, wait, wait. I thought my thing went <laughs> mute on me. I said, well, I'm glad it went mute because I said I said a word. I wanted nobody to say. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get off that subject. That's oh, right. What you did? You cursed. Oh, we missed it. I didn't curse. I didn't say a curse. Not one curse word. I said a bad word, but it wasn't curse words. So I don't. I don't yeah. curse. I just use profanity. Well, yeah, I heard I mean, a sermon on profanity today, so uh, I mean, that, that, I think that was meant for me. Okay, so anyway, let's go forward. Okay, so is that the news for today? Probably not. That was the news. That was the news for today. And look, I will sum this up by saying, no matter how old, whether they're sixteen or thirty-two. Bust nope. your kid head. Take your house back. Bust them to the Third right knee and tell the trumpet blow and it say, it, it tell the trumpet stop blowing. And you know what? You, yeah. I, you matter of fact, I want to tell the trumpet blow right now. Because they, okay, I'm sounding a little ghetto. Okay, ain't going to sound ghetto no more. Whew, I, I had to come back. I'm back. Look, I got a little song. Bust a head, bust, bust their head. To thy own white me. <laughs> Are you ready? You was in the club, popping all that bub. Shots ring out, everybody running for the door.
everybody. We got Dr. Philip Dukes in the house. He's going to say a few things. I don't know what we're going to talk about today, Dr. T, but I got something for you. I got something, a little, a little oh. word for, the, yeah. for everybody today. Maybe we can run it, run it right quick. And I would like to remind everybody about uh, we have a new clothing line. I'm going to be putting it up on the on, on social media. I'm going to be putting it up on uh, our website, uh, website for the uh, email address and everything. Let y'all know that we got a new clothing praise Christian line of clothing. All right. Please go to www.humfit.com. You got some one and two pieces on now. Huh? You got some one and yes. two pieces on now? One, two, and three, and four pieces. Yes, sir. We got it. Look, we got it. We the got two it. Look. And it's, 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 it's two H-U-M-B-L-F-I-T. Humblefix.com. All right. Look, have a two-piece. All right. On the front, on the top of the front piece, it says beginning, and then on the back, say the end. Because it needs to be a lot of, of material. <laughs> you know, y'all gonna have to have three folks. Oh, you, you, you know, I hope you're not making it from Kyle, Kyle High because you're gonna have to have about ten times for for Misty. What you talking about, Kyle High? What are we talking? Be nice, Sister Peppercorn. Okay, Doctor Doctor Philip Dukes is on the air. Well, y'all, he's still working on that running nose. Anyway, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, y'all, we're in some exciting times. Uh, we have been discussing down here in uh, South Florida, and in particular in Riviera Beach, about the signs of the times. And in the next uh-huh. six minutes, I am going to literally six blow okay. your mind with okay, what we have been ignoring for you. For oh, almost 200 years, 250 years in America. You know, we are, white supremacy has raised its head. It's, it's never went anywhere. And um, I'm in the middle of doing a study of revivals uh, in America and in Europe. And and there was a question asked uh, to me about a preacher like, why we don't see this in America? Why we don't see that in America? And they were talking about all the stuff they see when they go into other countries. And uh, I was telling them, I said, well, I'm not there, so I can't speak on what you're doing in other countries. And uh, my focus is not the world uh, at this time, and neither should it be yours. Because if you know anything about teaching or training, I don't need to go to India and preach. I don't need to go to Surrey and preach or any other place and preach because I can train uh, five or six folk in their culture and let them go in their culture and let God use them. Most of that, when they go into these other countries, is just a lot of uh, what we, I call it uh, preacher celebrity because the same anointing, mm-hmm. we all carry the same anointing. We were having this conversation. Now, I claim, I claim to have insight and, and a prophetic gift. Uh, God talked to me. I claim that. And I'm just stupid enough to ask God to show me stuff so I can have the right understanding and not following the crowd and not just to be argumentative, but the thing that you are telling us to do and be while I'm living because i got to stand before him one day. So that's where I'm at. So when we look at this thing in America, I'm just thinking of these revivals. There was something always missing that God was always trying to do. And I do say trying because there are some things that God tries to do and people block it. Like when the children of Israel were going over, uh, over to the promised land and the spies went in and some of them came back and said, we can't do this because we's like grasshoppers in their eyes. And God had already told them, go and conquer, I'm with you. And they had to die out before God moved. Now, God just didn't kill them. He could have just killed them, stopped killing them right there, and let the other ones go through. But he didn't because God has purpose. So when I'm looking at what's going on in America today, and we're dealing with white supremacy, 
So many people don't want to deal with white supremacy cause, and I'm going to say this just like this, and y'all know I'm not a bigot, I'm not a black nationalist, but we got so many pastors don't want to upset white folk. National pastors don't, pastors don't want to upset white folk because they mm-hmm. want to make sure they stay in that group and good standing with them. I know they're not mm-hmm. ignorant. We had a president just cause an insurrection. They're ignoring all that. They're, just, they're trying to actually put that to sleep. Right. But the problem in America and in the church is this, y'all. We have never, ever, ever in America been what Jesus told us to be under the new commandment. He said, a new commandment I give you, that you love one another as I have loved you. And by this shall all men know that you are my disciples. We've never had that movement in America. And that terrifies many in Eurocentric conservative Christian church in America, which is the dominant evangelicals. That frightens them because they have a problem loving you and I, and and on our side, we have a problem dealing with them because we don't want to forgive them. We don't want to really be brothers and sisters. They don't want, to, and they don't want to tear down those walls of coming. If you're going to be accepted, come and be like us. Come and be like us. You, we don't want you to be black. We want you to be colored. Come and be like us. And they don't want to deal with these issues of white supremacy that is pervading all over our land. And when black people show themselves, and it happens in America, they go silent. Like when that boy killed all them folks uh, in that church in uh, was South Carolina, right? That's what it was, South Carolina. Right, right, right. Well, and the police took him to McDonald's. If that was in a black, and, they, and if that had been a black boy, he would have been beat. He might have been grounded oh, up in some hamburger un- at McDonald's. Unrecognizable. Unrecognizable. Yeah. And so we're yeah. not dealing with these issues, y'all, because this is what God is calling for. He's calling for us to tear down these walls now and have good works and talk about it and then put have an action plan. This is what God is calling for. I'm going to tell you something. It's not going to get any worse. Uh, I'm sorry. It's not going to get any better. It's going to get worse because there ain't no warfare in the heavens. The warfare is on pavement, y'all, so y'all get ready. And you're going to hear more about this as I finish doing these things on these revivals and showing people how Eurocentric society disconnected from black culture and how we actually got to where we are now as being accepted in the white mega churches and being with our brothers and sisters who actually, actually, most of them just tolerate your presence. We're going to go a little further than that next time. Okay. Mm. Well, 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 well. Now, um, are, are we finished? Yes, I am. Okay. I timed it six minutes. My time yes, just went off. Yes, you did. Yes, you <laughs> <laughs> Well, let me tell you, I was reading something today about um, two different people. The, the man that just shot up the Asians and the one and the one guy. Mm-hmm. How they doing him? How they, how they doing him? They they don't you know, like they like that. They, they, they he a terrorist, but he they not treating him as a terrorist. And then mm-hmm. they arrested this a uh, black guy um, that was really had was mental having him some a mental um, breakdown. He had he was supposed to be in a mental health facility, but they arrested him, beat him up, up and and beat him so bad that they ended up killing him. And. Uh, but your boy's sitting over there that done killed up all these Asians. He's sitting up there probably eating a steak and a, a bowl of rice because that rice That's is right. one, one grain at a time. One grain at a time, he can be there all day. If that's just I don't understand. Did you hear? Did you hear what the police? Did you see the uh, the uh, interview that when the police chief said that the boy was having a bad day? Yeah, he was having a bad day. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. He's See, having we, a bad day. We don't understand that. And, uh, and the other guy, other guy, they killed. They killed instead uh-huh. of taking him to a health facility. They took him to jail and beat him up. Mm-hmm. White supremacy. So it's just the, it's the kind of Trump. stuff that's going on. This is the mm-hmm. kind of stuff that we just talk, we're right. talking about. But I'm going to tell that's y'all, right. in this time, right now, and I'm not even going to play no intro or nothing. I just want to go right on into it because our time is short. But in in, in this time uh, right now, uh, people of oh God and uh if you don't have no faith, you got nothing. You have nothing. You have to have faith in what you know and what you know God has put in you. Because I'm telling you, 
you got to get behind. You, if you can get behind closed doors and have faith that God going to bring you out fine. But if you get behind closed doors to figure out how, how you can beat the system and beat everything that's on the other side of that door, you're going to end up coming out shooting. Shooting and killing and everything else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you're going to build up so much hatred sitting behind those walls about what's going on out here in, in the atmosphere, in the world, that when you do come out, ain't nobody going to be able to deal with you. Ain't nobody going to be able to deal with you. And that's what has happened to a lot of people. A lot of people that ain't got no God in them, no faith, no nothing. They depend on themselves. They depend on no faith in nothing. But Mm -hmm. I'm real sad about it. But I want to just touch a little bit on about what it means to live by faith. Because a lot of people don't even know if they got faith or or who they believe in. Or there's so much many lies. And they say the Bible contradicting and. They say Jesus is the Christ, and oh, it's all kind of excuses as to who they should believe in or who they should have faith in. But uh, it says in the Word of God, it says, Behold, his soul which is lifted up is not upright in him, but the just shall live by faith. Now, that's in Habakkuk. I want to just preach a little bit on it. You hear me saying preaching now, uh, Dr. Dukes. I want to talk uh-huh. a little bit about it. Fulfill the prophecy. Fulfill it. Fulfill it. Touch it up. Touch it up. Touch it up. Oh, Lord. Now, I want to emphasize here a familiar, what is familiar to Christians all over the world. Living by faith has motivated the daily decisions of believers in every generation. So Habakkuk's prophecy here is the first mention of the concept of living by faith. And later in the New Testament, the Apostle Paul he invokes the phrase three times about faith. And to, now today, Habakkuk uh, 2 and 4 remains one of the most preached texts in all the scriptures. It has formed the basis for many church doctrines. To live by faith speaks of how we are justified and sanctified and how we find peace and joy and how we obtain victory over sin. These are all wonderful applications of uh, Habakkuk's power, powerful truth about what he was saying, but yeah, yeah, I want to focus on the historical text of the, of that particular uh, passage of that um, uh, scripture right there. Uh, when Habakkuk spoke of living by faith, it was to help Israel at the time, help Israel know how to face a coming crisis. And here was an uh, eternal truth meant to help the people navigate a calamity that was about to befall them. And it was delivered during the time, a time very similar to what's going on right here in this present day and time. Now, Habakkuk had received a dreadful burden from the Lord about the uh, destructive calamity that was coming upon Israel. And at the time, God's laws was uh, being ignored and, and nobody was paying any attention and they despised it. Judges ruled in favor of the wicked. You know, just see how, you see how things go. It's like a circle. Everything come right back around in the circle. Now, people in higher places, they look like they're in favor of all the wicked people because they're doing all kind of stuff. The wealthy use God's law to rob the poor and build up Amen. fortunes through fraudulent practices, covetedness being a public obsession. Habakkuk was grieved at the time deeply by everything God showed him. Scripture calls this the burden which Habakkuk the prophet did see. <laughs> Worldliness had infiltrated the church. Morality had collapsed in the surrounding nations. And so Rebecca beheld all this. He cried out to God and he said, Lord, why is all this iniquity? Why do the wicked always triumph over the righteous? Why does thou show me iniquity and cause me to behold grievance? For spoiling the violence are before me and there." And, and and there are that raised up strife and contention. Therefore, the law is slack, and judgment doth never go forth. For the wicked doth compass about the righteous. Therefore, wrong judgments proceeded. Now, this is what Habakkuk said in the first chapter, three, uh, three through four. He asking God this. Habakkuk asked the Lord, How long, how long will he allow such perversion and perversive to continue? Thou art the purest eyes than to, to behold evil and canst not look on iniquity. Wherefore, lookest thou upon them that deal treacherously and holdest thy tongue when the wicked devoureth the man that is more righteous than he? And that's a question. How long? 
shall I cry? How long shall you, Father, how long shall you not hear my cry? Every cry out unto thee of violence, and thou wilt not save me. So, you know, Rebecca would wonder, you know, all everybody doing all this wrong stuff, like nobody seeing they're closing their eyes to what's really going on. They know it's wrong, but they let it slide. It seems like that's what's going on right now. People mm-hmm. in high places letting the wicked get through and do what they want to do, and they throw a little, little few words at you so you can just know a little bit about it. They don't put the whole tablecloth on the table. They don't do that. So just when the prophet became overwhelmed, by his burden, God gave him an incredible vision. Behold, ye among the heathen, and regard the wonder marvelously, for I will work a work a work in your days, which you will not believe, though it be told to you. The Lord told Rebekah, I'm going to raise up a rod of correction to bring judgment on the land, and if and it will all be my doing. People, you got people in these churches. These pastors come out. God ain't doing nothing. He ain't doing nothing. He done did all he going to do. He ain't doing nothing now. Now, you sit back and you, you, you just watch. Cause he, he, but then they'll turn around and say, but he in control. Well, I thought God left you in control. Jesus did. He told you what to do. You ain't doing nothing. Mm. And it all would be my doing. Mm. And if I told you how swiftly it would come and how terribly it would be, you would not even believe it. Here the world Rebecca received about God's rod of correction. The Chaldeans are coming. They're going to march through the breadth of the land, devouring all their paths. This terrible vision shook Rebecca to the core. He tells us, when I heard, my belly trembled, my lips quivered at the voice. Rottenness entered into my bones, and I trembled in myself that I might rest in the day of trouble. And when he cometh up on the people, he will invade them with his troops. Now, Habakkuk reflected on his calling as a prophet, and he knew that God's remnant of Israel would come to him asking, how can we get through this terrible thing that's coming to us? How are we going to get through all this mess? It's just too much. We got to pan down the capital. We, gotta, we, we, know, we can't get a dime. If they ain't going to send us some money, half us get it, half of us don't. What's going on? You know, there's a lot of questions right about now. They say we're going to die for the COVID if we don't take the vaccine. What are we going to do? How can we get through this terrible thing? If our if our nation and those around us are under God's chastity, what will we do? How will we live? And what does the Lord expect of us? I hear the same questions being asked right now. And upheaval, we're seeing the most certainly the work of God. And upheaval. Once again, He has risen up to deal with covetedness and these Sodom-like perversions. He also has raised his rod against the greedy, robbing of widows and defrauding the poor and doing everybody wrong. Just, just, just don't care. So now, how did Habakkuk respond? He hid himself away with the Lord in prayer, and he set his heart to wait on God for a word to his people. Here is how the prophet began his prayer: "I will stand on my God post and station myself on a rampart." And I will keep watch to see what he will speak to me and how I may reply when I am reproved. Notice Habakkuk began by opening his heart to reproof. He he prayed, Lord, let your work begin by examining me. Maybe it's in me. Am I, is there something wrong with me? Amen. Me? Get me straight. Amen. Get me straight. Amen. And then maybe I can see what's going on before me and have faith to know that Amen. you're going to bring me out. We don't never look back at ourselves, you know, because sometimes we, every, whatever we think in our mind, it's got to be right. Mm. Now, I'm going to stay Habakkuk quiet on that. Questioned God. Yeah. Rebecca had already questioned God about slowness and, and answered his prayer. How long? How long are you going to do it? How long are you going to mm-hmm. let all this happen? How long I got to cry? How long you ain't going to listen to me, Lord? I wonder if Rebecca... He had to deal with the bit of, of, of the Jonah syndrome and it was in him. You think it's something was going on with him? The Lord did give Rebecca a word, though. And it changed the prophet's prayer from why have you withheld judgment to Lord, as you judge, remember your mercy. 
I have heard thy speech and was afraid. Oh, Lord, revive thy work in the midst of the years and wrath, remember mercy. So now I'll leave y'all right here with this right here. Because, um, we, you know, like I said, we think everything is just. Can y'all hear me? Yeah. Can anybody, everybody hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Yeah, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Uh, okay, our computer just went down, so we don't—I don't know what that'd be about, but it just went down, so we had some technical difficulties. But I'm gonna go forward. I leave y'all with this wonderful promise from First Peter. Uh, according to His abundant mercy, He has begotten us again unto a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled, and that fadeth not away, reserved in heaven for you who are kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time, wherein you greatly rejoice, though now for a season. If need be, you are in heaviness through manifold temptations, that the trial of your faith, being much more precious than gold, than the perish, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ, whom have having not seen lo- you love. I want to tell y'all something. Believe and rejoice with joy unspeakable and be filled with the glory of God, receiving the end of your faith, yeah. even the salvation of your soul. Yeah. Because if you believe in God and what he has told you and what he has said, God will never leave you. He said he would never leave you, never forsake you. You got to believe that. You got to believe that I'm telling you, because God is able to supply all of our needs according to His riches and glory. He means what He say. So let's stand on that word and believe in God, because He will never leave nor forsake you. And I just want to say that today, and that is my little tidbit, tidbit, tidbit for today. Amen. Have faith. Have faith. Have faith. What did I say? Have, Have faith. faith. Preach, Lord. Have preach in Christ Jesus. Preach. Vanessa Bell in the house right here.
Oh, bless the Lord. Faith. Oh, my God. Oh, Jesus. I just say thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you. Have faith, you all. Thank you all for tuning in to Glorious God for Vibes here today. I tell you, without faith, you ain't got nothing, baby, but you better have some faith in Christ because he's there for you. You need to be there for him. It's time to get some stuff done in your life that need to be taken care of. Draw as many people as you can to Christ because that was what he asked us to do. Let's be obedient. Anybody got anything to say today before we close it? May God be with you until we meet again. Amen. (laughs) Philip D. in the house. Got anything to say before we croak? Step out in faith. I got something to say. They taking all day. Have your faith. And I thank y'all for being on the broadcast. Hello, can you hear me? We hear you. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? We hear you. Hello? I said step out in faith. Uh, okay. Y'all heard me? Uh, I mean, the Dr. Dukes. Well, I will say this in part. I, I, will, I will say this in part. Even though it may not look like it, but God is still working miracles. He's That's right. still performing. He's still doing the unthinkable. He's still right. whatever it is.